Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, just another world Disney Plus podcast where each week we take a look at another piece of content on that there, Disney Plus streaming service. This week we're taking a look at The Little Mermaid. Um, and of course, I don't pick the movies anymore. I just talk about them, watch them, and have a good time. This week's movie picker... Movie picker? That doesn't sound... I don't know. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Kelsey, I'm just going to just go into it. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm picking movies. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's how I started it this week. This is uh, we're off to an interesting start. <laughs> well, nobody knows what we talked about before the podcast, so <laughs> I'm blaming it on that, and I'm going to just fill everyone in. We just talked about the height of different Disney characters for a good five minutes, and I'm just worried about the world now. <laughs> you and me both. Like, Moana is the same height as Sully. Mushu, <laughs> you mentioned Mushu and Donald Duck. Like, these are just not right. Yeah. Olaf and, and Anna are the same height. Which, like, they're clearly not. <laughs> like, according to this chart, Olaf is slightly taller than her. I love, though, that they calculated how tall Moana was by just stacking hay hays on top of each <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty good. The measure, the measure of all the Disney characters is how tall they are compared to a chicken. Huh. That's a that's a way to go about it. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah. like almost there are so many Disney movies have chickens in them. Like that's just a is weird it... consistency thing between Disney. Is there one in this movie? Uh, I don't think so. I'm I mean, to think. really. Really, seals are just sky chickens, so. Okay, um, okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just gonna go, <laughs> with, go with that. Um, Kelsey, there's something I keep forgetting to do at the beginning of the episode, so I'm gonna try to do it now. Uh, if people don't know you, who are you? What do you do? I am one third of Kind of NYC. Um, I am on Dollar Slice podcast. I occasionally stream on our twitch uh currently i'm not streaming anything because i'm a baby and can't play horror games <laughs> and we're doing spooky things spooky spooky is not always good no i can watch spooky games i just can't play them i freaked out when we tried to play dead by daylight together oh dear yeah i remember so i am I, um, I don't know why i keep doing this to myself and here's the first of many tangents on this show um, I don't want to keep doing it to myself, but I keep, every time a new Resident Evil game comes out, I try to play it. Um, okay. and I'm always, I only ever make it like five minutes in before giving up. <laughs> I, I think I played five a little bit, not like all the way through. Um, I watched Mike, my husband play the newest remake of something or other. And you know. It was good until the big dude came crashing through the walls. I was like, uh-uh, no, yeah, no. good. Yeah, I've, I've played the first, like, five minutes of Resident Evil 2 so many times at this point that it's it's ridiculous. I just can't it's, do it. It's like you get into it and you're like, nope, hard pass. I'm good, thanks. God, 
Moana would be the same height as Mr. X. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're we're moving on past the heights of Disney characters because that will legitimately just mess with my brain for the rest of the night. <laughs> Moana in a trench coat. <laughs> this week we're talking about The Little Mermaid, released on November 17th, 1989, runtime of 83 minutes, directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. Um, the, my favorite thing here is, as per usual with these earlier Disney movies, the budget and box office, $40 million into its budget and $233 million in its box office. All right. Um, it, it, it did well. It do goo. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey, like I mentioned at the top of the show, you were the one to pick Little Mermaid. Yeah. So I'm going to present to you the question that I present to everyone. Why Little Mermaid? I, honestly, I don't know. It's just always been my favorite Disney anything. Um, when I was little, I don't remember this, but like my dad tells everybody the story that I like wore down my VHS of the Little Mermaid so he had to buy me another one um which like still still to this day not a thing I thought you could do but I guess I was wrong yeah um Um, I had no idea you actually could do that yeah apparently you could um and I I was the one to find that breaking point but I I just always loved Little Mermaid even one of my I guess strongest memories when I was I don't know, like 11-ish, I went with my aunt, uncle, and cousins down to Disney, and just the happiest part of that was the Little Mermaid, like, live show for me. Oh my god, that show is so good. It really is. Yeah, the Little Mermaid has, like, a huge freaking presence in the Disney parks. Um, Oh yeah. I think that's why I love it as much as I do. Um, Even still in the Disney store in... Times Square. There's so much Little Mermaid. Yeah, I should go check my local Disney store sometime, but I also don't want to go back into a mall right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe another time. (laughs) But yeah, the Little Mermaid, I, I think my favorite part of Disney, just in general, has always been music from their movies. Yeah. And the Little Mermaid has just some of the best. Like, this was the beginning of that Disney renaissance of musicals. Oh, certainly. It's... Alan Menken blew it out of the park. Absolutely. Like, just thinking mm-hmm. on some of it. Like, Under the Sea won an Academy Award for Best Original mm-hmm. Song. Um, I think it also won the Academy Award for Best Original Score. Probably, yeah. But, like, that, Kiss the Girl part of your world all of these are just instantly i get chills just thinking about this those songs oh same yeah yeah especially part of your world yeah it's just it's it's beautiful i still have a lot of their a lot of the music on like a playlist for when i'm just you know in the mood for disney songs it's mostly little mermaid songs what's funny about this movie is that even like there's a couple of songs in here that are not great like the song the chef sings about how much he loves crab i mean i would say that's not a great song except that's me whenever i'm presented with like a plate of snow crab yeah it's it's funny though like it's not great but it's hilarious oh yeah 
Oh, yeah. There's also just that thing of, like, they keep bringing, um, oh, God, what, who, there's some act, John Stamos refuses to let anybody else play this character now for some reason. Okay. Like, John Stamos keeps being this character whenever this character is brought up in, like, anything now, and it's really weird to me, but I love it. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know why. Yeah. And I say this having recently, for some reason, rewatched the uh, the Little Mermaid, um, like live to TV musical thing they did. Yeah, no, I never watched it, and I don't, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, really, the the only like kind of um, the casting is actually really good. Okay. Like it's um, Ali Cravalho, like we talked about Moana already, but she plays yeah. Ariel in it. Oh. Um, Queen Latifah plays Ursula. So okay, like, I I am a big Queen Latifah fan. It's like the casting's actually pretty good. It's just that nothing feels right about watching it. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's why, like, I I always got very angry with that, fi- like, that one Little Mermaid live action remake that wasn't from Disney. <laughs> it was about a carnival. I could go on about that for hours. It's just, ugh aggravating yeah i i just i hate carnivals in general carnivals scare me okay it's I mostly can, I, can of clowns. I don't like clowns oh. yeah no no clowns i'm good Clown, clowns suck um yeah. luckily there's no clowns in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah you're right i was trying to think like even in the like plazas or anything are there any clowns no um, one more thing I want to mention that I was just, this is something I just kind of fell upon when doing some research into this movie is specifically just about Jodie Benson, who is mm-hmm. Ariel. She has been in so much Disney stuff. Since oh, then. yeah. Like, I had no idea, like, just looking through her IMDb. Yeah, she's in a lot. I, I, there's a lot in that I could shout out here, but I want to specifically just shout out that she, something that was not, uh, Disney. She was in Duck Dodgers for some reason. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which is just a show that keeps coming up in like everything I record and I'm not sure how it keeps <laughs> coming up. Right. And it's not like it's like a long spanning thing. Yeah, no. Oh, she was Helen of Troy in the Hercules series. Yes. Yes, she um, was. Obviously, she's aerial in just about everything. Um, she's one she of those was... voices that actually came back for Kingdom Hearts, which I really love. Yeah. I love when any actor's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll do the video game. Why not? Bring it on. A- years ago, I um, looked, I don't know if it was watched an interview with Jodie Benson or I read it, um, but she, her kids don't still don't believe her that she was Ariel. That's great. And I, I absolutely love that. I get, I, God, you, you play like one of the most, like one of the biggest Disney princesses of all time and your kids are just like, nah, no you didn't. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Not a thing. I assume like they were younger and they didn't believe her because now they could just go on IMDb and they're good. Yeah, but even then, 
kids will kids will find a way to just like justify whatever they believe oh yeah more so than adults which is shocking sometimes being on the internet (laughs) kids are very stubborn but so so are adults it's it's a sad world we live in, but let's talk about uh, the Little Mermaid a little bit more. Yeah. Here. Um, I feel like we've hit enough, and this movie is kind of hard to talk about without spoiling it. <laughs> so uh, let's just jump to the plot. Spoilers for a I don't know what is it thirty something year old movie now. Let's see here. Um, oh, came out in eighty nine. So yeah, like thirty three. No, wait, no, 31, 31, yes, that's math. Okay, I'm just going to stop, I'm just going (laughs) to shut up now. Um, Yeah, we're at this point where we jump into the plot, uh, like we do each and every episode, we go through, talk about it scene by scene, break it down, have a good time. So if you don't want spoilers for a movie that came out in 1989, what are you doing? (laughs) Um... Or, you know, stick around for the ride. Yeah, just let us explain it to you. You're welcome to fast forward till the uh, t- till the point that we're no longer talking about the plot. But I can't promise that you'll uh, that you're gonna get anywhere uh, anywhere good with that. Yeah, can't swim around that plot. <laughs> nice. Thanks. All right, so this movie starts with us taking a look at a ship. It is Prince Eric's ship, and it is a gorgeous-looking um, ship. I said ship a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> um, him and all it's the crew are hanging podcast. out. <laughs> him and the crew are hanging out, having a good time, doing their thing, telling stories. Um, we're coming up on Prince Eric's birthday. Um, there's the butler looking dude whose name i will never remember i don't know um (laughs) who's just he's like his advisor or something he's consistently like pestering eric about getting married about him not liking any of the girls that have come to the kingdom to uh try to marry him grimsby grimsby yeah Yeah. um i love that this is like he just doesn't He's in it for the right reasons. I like that we get a prince from Disney that's like in it for the right reasons. Yes. Yeah. I also like that it's like the princess coming to the prince. I feel like we don't see that much in um in these movies. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, definitely. Maybe that's just because I've watched Aladdin a bunch recently, but, <laughs> but yeah, she comes to him. Um, they mentioned something about King Triton kind of being like, hopefully he does gives us good seas today, something. It's really just an offhanded comment that Grimsby immediately shuns and pushes away. Um, he then presents Eric with a statue for his birthday. And man, that statue is just like the exact opposite of what Eric is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do a really good job of showing Eric's like disdain towards the statue. Because, you know, everybody wants a statue for their birthday. This is literally the equivalent to, like, getting socks. Right? Except that it's big and heavy. Yeah. Although, honestly, I could appreciate getting some socks as a gift right now. Right? None of my socks match. All of mine are just boring. Okay. need fun socks. I used to have, like, comic book socks. I should get some of those. Well, now you're going to get a statue for Christmas. 
Mm. Yeah, I got a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, In the meantime, there's also a musical happening in the kingdom of Atlantica. Um, Here, the Daughters of Triton are performing with their conductor, Sebastian. The um, crab. The crab. Which, I'll, I'll get to Sebastian in a second here. In a little bit here about why I love Sebastian so much more now. Um, but yeah, Sebastian comes in right behind King Triton. I love Sebastian's little like uh, shell and supposed to be oh, a yeah. carriage. Yeah, and he's got like seahorses, tiny ones or something. Mm-hmm. But really, I just like it compared to King Triton's. Oh yeah, which is giant. Um, but yeah, so the daughters of Triton begin to sing. Um, they're all great. And then they introduce Ariel, who is not there. She is off collecting, uh, human items from a shipwreck. Um, her and her best friend, Flounder. Which, man, Flounder just gets so much shit throughout this movie. I feel bad he for the really guy. He really does. It's He's just, really dead. The shark's the worst of it. Oh, Yeah. Which happens um, much sooner than I thought I'd remembered it happening. <laughs> right? I always thought it was like mid-movie. Nope. It's right at the beginning. Yeah, my brain puts this scene of them like looking, finding the treasure, and then running away from the shark. Like on their way to meet Ursula. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, right, it's right here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they run away from him and go up to the surface to consult a seagull named Scuttle. Who... Sky chicken. Yeah, Scuttle's a, Scuttle's a person. Scuttle thinks he knows a lot about human culture, but really he doesn't. But he is responsible for us combing our hair with forks. So, you know, he got some things right. It's true. It's, uh, yeah, Scuttle's, Scuttle's commentary on all this stuff is great. I think at this point, Ariel also sees Eric. Yeah. Or maybe it's later. I don't know. I think what I think it was here is cause it's been a little bit since I've seen this one. Is she sees yeah. him and then moves on. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah, because the first time she really sees him, Sebastian's there. Yes. yes. So, yeah, it would be later. <laughs> Welcome to the show where we just we try to remember the plot <laughs> as we speak it. <laughs> It's great. It goes about as well as you'd expect every time. <laughs> it's a shit show. We're, we're a shit show. But we have fun on it. Um, so she goes back uh, and gets in major trouble for, you know, not being at her own concert. Rightfully so. <laughs> it's like Hannah Montana. <laughs> there's, there's a show I want to rewatch. Right? I haven't thought about Hannah Montana in forever. Is it on Disney Plus? It is. I know for a fact it is. Oh. What I want to see though is if the movie is on there. Oh, I'm sure it is. Okay, we've got I'm not both sure. Hannah Montana the show, Hannah Montana the movie, but even better than both of those, we also have Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds concert. Hell yeah. Well, now I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, oh, that's right. She was getting yelled at. Yes, yes, yes. Missing her own concert. 
Um, here we kind of learn a little bit more about kind of what's been happening. Uh, Triton is very, very worrisome about his daughter and even more worried about keeping the line set, keeping the worlds of mermaids and humans separate. Almost like it's his job or something. Yeah, right? Weird. Mm. Um, he gets Sebastian to keep an eye on her. Um, and I think that's when we get part of your world. Yes. Which, again, another one of like, God, that's, they go to it so quick. Oh, yeah. Um, part of your that's world, like everyone song. knows this song. and It's one of the most beautiful sequences in Disney ever. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I love it so much. This song, I feel like, will never, like, not be relevant, too. Yeah, seriously. Um, I want to shout out real quick, though. In Disney World, they have this, like, ride show thing called Mickey's PhilharMagic. Mm-hmm. Um, in it, it's like Donald Duck going through a bunch of the different Disney movies and their songs. Uh, this is one of the songs they do. Oh, um, I mean, they have to. <laughs> yeah. And what I really like about it is it's it's 3D. So it's this entire sequence in 3D. Oh, wow. And it's cool. It's, it's just, it's really cool seeing this in 3D animation versus 2D animation. Oh. And you know what? The 2D looks better. Like 3D. Okay. 3D's still cool, but this 2D look with the hand-drawn backgrounds and items... It kind of, it lends itself to that cluttered look so well. Yeah. Like, controlled chaos is kind of how I describe it. Okay. Wow, controlled chaos. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's also how I would describe how I have things in my room. <laughs> Although I need to clean it, so. Maybe it's not as controlled as I say it is. Yeah. Um. Let's see. From here, she sings. She goes up to the surface. That's where she, um, they spy on Prince Eric's birthday, sh- birthday shenanigans. Um, Ariel, being 16, immediately falls in love with the prince. As you do. And you know what? And I, I would love to make a joke here, but if I'm being totally honest, if I was in her position, I'd probably do the exact same thing. Yeah. He does have a statue after all. <laughs> Indeed he does, and anyone with the statue is immediately clearly important. Oh yeah. Lovable. Yeah, but that statue was not long for this world. Because um, a storm takes down the ship. Um, and, you know, all the crew with them, including Eric, who Ariel rescued. Say again, sorry? And Grimsby. Oh, and Grimsby. How does Grimsby get back to the shore? I don't know. They never explained that. Yeah. Ariel took care of Eric, but, like, the dog got back to shore. Grimsby got back. Everybody good. I'm convinced that dog's immortal. Maybe. Yeah, probably. My my current prevailing theory on Grimsby, because of just how much he pushes away at Triton not existing at the beginning, is that he has <laughs> some connection to the mermaids, and they save him. This is my working theory. I will work on it more throughout this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
and I probably won't. And this will just be a one-off joke that I forget about in about yeah. two minutes. Um. Anyways, yeah, she saves it. She saves Eric, bringing him to shore. Thanks for him. Um, but as he regains consciousness, consciousness, she runs off, because you know, humans, mermaids. Um, but somehow in his knocked out state, Eric was able to hear her. The yeah. Um, which you know what? Fair. Ariel has a beautiful singing voice. Probably why she was supposed to do a concert. That's true. <laughs> um, at this point, Eric vows to find the girl that saved him and sang for him and marry her. Which, uh, what a, what a way to go about your marriage. Like, you've been fighting this whole time for, like, it must be someone I love. Yeah. And now it's just a stranger that saved your life. Yeah, now it's just whoever happened to not let me die. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As far as Luna's test goes, it's not bad, but talk about like a total 180 on your thought process. What if it What if it had been Grimsby that saved him? That would make for a very interesting story. Right? I want, That's what the live action remake will be, actually. <laughs> and it's Ariel just kicking herself for not beating Grimsby to, sa- Grimsby to saving him. Right. Oh, God, that's so good. Um, I love it. Triton's not too happy about any of this. I mean, he's happy about the Grimsy uh, Eric romance, but he's not happy about Ariel saving him. No. Um, At some point in here, he also finds uh, Ariel's grotto with all of her stuff uh, and destroys all of it. Ouch. Not about that grotto. Yeah. Triton, I this was this part honestly like hurts me now, cause like definitely like watching this earlier on as a kid, I sympathized a lot more with Ariel. Yeah. But now I sympathize more and more with Triton and Sebastian. Right, like he's she's sixteen, and it, it hurts me. Cause, like he's he's doing what he thinks is best for her. He's yeah. doing it from a place of love. He's just. Doing the exact wrong thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Just sit and talk with her, Triton. Don't don't yell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Flounder's there with all of this. Flounder oh yeah, and then right be- right before that happened, though, um, Seba- uh, not Sebastian. Flounder reveals that the statue is in her grotto. Oh. Um, I forgot to mention that. Also, not sure how that statue got there. It just gently floated to the bottom of the sea, clearly. Mm-hmm. Either that or Flounder worked like crazy to get it in there. <laughs> right? He gathered all of the seahorses in the ocean, tied them to the statue, and made them pull. <laughs> God, imagine if like, he actually had to move it just for the king to destroy it. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I'd be furious proving. if I was at fish. Yeah, poor Flounder. Um, Triton leaves, you know, Ariel stays and is emotionally destroyed. Um, and that is when Floatsum and Jetsum show up, telling Ariel she needs to go see the Sea Witch. And now that I'm thinking about this, I've skipped over my favorite scene in this entire movie. I skipped over, uh, Under the Sea. Oh, yes. I totally skipped Under the Sea. What's wrong with me? 
Um, so yeah, before the king stuff, before she snuck away, that was under the under the sea song and like animated sequence. Again, there, there's a reason this song won an Academy Award. It rocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's one of like the most col. It's when like I mentioned this. This is like the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. This the yeah. playing with like color and just happiness and happy vibes and goodness. I can explain things. <laughs> um, it's just happy, and that's something I desperately needed lately. And it's a very colorful song. Yeah, I love that about it. Like, yeah, every fish like in that scene is totally unique. Whether it's color schemes, shape, whatever. Yeah. Good clean voice. Fun. Yeah, the voice too. The one fish that has like the super deep voice for no reason. Oh my god, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun one. But yeah. But yeah, and then also like what they're using for instruments is so cool too. Like the clams. Yes. Alright, bring it back. one that actually has a mini saxophone though? <laughs> yeah, there's that one just out of nowhere. It's a where Disney movie, you, though. Where did you get that? It it sank alongside the ship, and it just it learned to play it immediately. And it was, but it was very very tiny too. Once it got wet, it shrunk. Mm-hmm. It it shrunk and learned to use like the movement of water to play the notes instead of air. Yeah. Okay, I think we've justified it enough. Moving on, uh, back to where we were. Uh, Ursula. Yeah, that's right. Floatsum and Jetsum take Ariel to see Ursula. This is another one of those, like, this happens way quicker than I remember it, it happened. Yeah. That's a lot of this movie. Now, do they ever explain that Ursula is Triton's sister, or is that just I don't a known thing? I don't know. I don't I'm remember. Looking, I'm looking at the plot and everything, the synopsis, and I don't see anything where it explains that Ursula is Ariel's aunt. But, yeah. Like, it's Ursula's one of those things that, like, aunt. I know that they're family, and, like, the way that Ursula and Triton act off each other, it's clear that they're siblings. Yeah. I'm looking this up now. Yeah, I don't see it, but like I know I know it's like she definitely is. Um I wonder if it was the thing kind of thing of um if it was revealed in like the sequel or the prequel or something like that. Um looking at this quick Google search da 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 dum yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> like, just looking through some of this, like, they never say one way or the other. Huh. Neat. The more you know, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. I say, I guess, because we really didn't learn anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and this I could be wrong about, but I think Ursula is the one that killed Ariel's mother. But I'm not positive. I think that was a theory. I know that much. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think they ever confirmed who did it, though. Mm. That's a very Disney thing to do, to be like, someone killed her. You'll never know who. <laughs> like, someone killed Tarzan's parents. You'll never know who. Just kidding. It was a giant fucking leopard. Um, anyways. Uh, Ursula. That's right. We we're talking about Ursula. Um, Ursula agrees to make a deal with Ariel, or convinces Ariel to make a deal deal with her. Um, within the song, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls, on the way into this cave, which is creepy, dark, and awesome. You see a bunch of shriveled up things on the ground. Don't I question like it. I you see them on the way into the cave, too. Yeah. Don't question them, though. They're not important. No. No necessity there. Mm-mm. You can just totally forget that you saw them. I mean, they may as well be plants, right? Mm-hmm. I actually, I think that I thought they were plants when I first saw them. <laughs> like they some do serve weird... a purpose, though. Because, like, my brain justified it like this is the deep sea, so it's gonna be weird, shriveled up shit. <laughs> weird, shriveled up plants that happen to be in the shape of like shriveled humans. Yeah. 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 I was a dumb kid. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say I was smart when I was thinking about this stuff, but. Well, there's definitely some justification there. <laughs> well, yeah, here's um, this is poor unfortunate souls, like I mentioned. Another just damn Banger. the voice on Ursula. <laughs> like it's imp- again just impressive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ariel makes a deal, exchanges for three days of human time with a human. In exchange for her voice, which Ursula puts in the knotless shell uh, that she consistently wears around her neck. Within those three days, Ariel must cause the prince to fall in love with her and give her true love's kiss. Wow, that's a that's not something that shows up in every movie ever. Oh yeah. Um. If Ariel can get Eric to kiss her, she will remain human permanently. Otherwise, she'll become one of the flower things. That aren't actually flowers. Um, I forget if they she tells her that part before or after they make the deal. Yeah. Um, I know the true love's kiss part was before. I forget if the flower part was during there. Um, either way, Ariel accepts it, loses her voice, and is given legs. Which a voice for legs. That's um that's a decision. Yeah. It would be so easy for her to just swim up to shore. But no. N- not going to happen. Um she makes her way up thanks to float uh, not float some and jet some. They they definitely would not help her up to the surface. Uh Flounder and Sebastian help her up. Yeah. Which honestly I'm not sure if it was just some of Ursula's magic fully kicking in, but if it wasn't, impressed Ariel made it up to the surface. Right? Because she's a human now. She can no longer breathe underwater. Unless she's like... I, I was going to make a joke that's a, a more adult joke from Little Mermaid, but I'm going to stray far away. Unless she's a fish human. She's got gills, and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. 
could be a thing. And then, like, once she leaves the water, they go away. Yeah. Maybe. It would That's explain why, like, thing, but... none of the fish people ever wear anything. That's true. Could be, like, um, the deep and the boys. That's exactly what I was going to say. God. <laughs> I, I just watched their season two, and I was... That scene when he's talking to his gills. It's, uh... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't expecting I'm pretty sure that was Patton Oswalt. It was. Okay, I thought I recognized the voice. I, it, I don't know what threw me off more about that scene. Him talking to his gills or his gills being voiced by Patton Oswalt. I think a combination. Patton Oswalt's voice is just so perfect for stuff oh, like that. Oh, it is. That. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah, up, man? His voice is perfect for being gills. Take that to the bank. That's a that's a quote. Yep. <laughs> Patton Oswalt is perfect for guilt. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Ariel gets up, um, and uh, immediately they run into Scuttle, who helps her put on what Scuttle thinks are human clothes. It's really just a a broken sail and some rope. Yeah, a sheet. Yeah. Um, and within almost no time at all, Ariel gets assaulted by Eric's dog. <laughs> yep. Which, this dog is the real MVP of this relationship. <laughs> like, the dog oh, and yeah, Sebastian yeah. do all the work here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric, thinking he's just kind of come across someone who just washed up on shore, is like, okay, I need to help you. I think Ari- Ariel also struggling to walk. Not because she washed up on shore, but because, you know, she's never had legs before. Makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it is tough to walk on sand sometimes, too. Yeah, just in general, it's hard to walk. I'm just bad and uncoordinated. Yeah, same. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Eric finds Ariel. She can't talk, although she tries to. Um... Eric gets really excited for a second, thinking he's found his one true love. Um, but once she he realizes that she is mute, um, he's like, "Oh, it it can't be you." Uh, they spend some time together, and we kind of see a little bit of Eric's castle. Um, this is the scene where Sebastian's running away from the chef. <laughs> it's funny. It's great. It just gets better when, like, the uh, the housekeeper gets involved. It's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Oh, yeah. Um, Sebastian, of course, like, slowly falling apart throughout all of this. Just having a mental breakdown. I'm also really curious here, like, this would, have been, would be Ariel's first time eating seafood. I wonder how that goes. Horrifying. Like, ugh. I don't, I don't really have anywhere else to take that. It's just an interesting yeah. thought. Is that now? Is that like post cannibalism? I would say yes, but she's not eating fish. That's true. She's eating crab. So yeah, it's like she wasn't a crustacean. Yeah, she was not. I'm not gonna say it's cannibalism, but it's pretty freaking close. Cannibalism adjacent. Mm-hmm. That that's how we're describing Ariel from now on. 
<laughs> cannibalist, cannibal adjacent. <laughs> Ariel is cannibal adjacent. Eric is uh, having a secret love with Grimsby. Yeah. And this entire world of the Little Mermaid is just slowly falling apart. We're not sure if Ursula is actually Triton's sister or not. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. She, in this she movie. definitely was in, in like the story, like the short story, but Oh yeah, they they're definitely related. I just don't remember if they mentioned it in the yeah. uh, in the movie itself. Um, moving along. Uh, that night, she's doing her thing. Sebastian fully agrees to help her through the rest of it. Um, Sebastian slowly just kind of realizing that there's more important things than uh, than following rules. Yes. Um, I love like Sebastian's entire character arc. Yeah. Like I, I mentioned earlier that like he's one of the most relatable. He's definitely the most relatable. <laughs> Probably. And I'm going to say it mostly because of just how stressed out he is the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all stressed out? Yeah, I feel that a lot. Yeah. Keeping up a weekly, weekly podcast probably doesn't help that, but oh well. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Next day happens and er- Eric takes Ariel around the kingdom. Um... Mostly because of Grimsby, who kind of was like, hey, you should do this. I think he says that the night before. Um, presumably they have a pretty good day. You know, we don't actually see any of it. But uh, presumably they had a chill fun. day. <laughs> um, that night he takes her on a boat ride through what looks like a swamp. Um, not sure. But it's pretty. I think, yeah. Um, this is the part where we get Kiss the Girl, which I think is the best song in this movie. Um. Okay. I like it. I think it's just, this, this movie, this song taken out of context is creepy as fuck. Oh yeah. But with the context and with this scene, I just, I can't not love it. Yeah. There's also a cover of it. On one of like those old, they definitely don't do them anymore, like Disney CDs that was like pop bands covering Disney songs. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why I want to say Vitamin C was the one to do it. I don't know. Wait, did I have this right? Oh, my God. I think I might have this right. Oh, my God. I have this right. Yeah, that's the cover. That's the cover that I loved for some reason. Amazing. I'm just reliving old memories during this podcast. Excuse me for a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, we get kissed the girl. They almost kiss. It's going to happen. But Floatsman jets him flip the boat. Um, giving him a splash of cold water, bringing him back into reality for a second there. Reminding them that, oh, yeah, you did meet yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Ursula watching the entire time, of course, because you know it's Ursula. She's a sea she witch. Does. She's got powers that are literally never described. 
Like that that's one of the funny things about this. Like, Ursula's powers are never described, except for that they're weaker than Triton's. She has infinite powers, but not completely infinite. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's Triton over here who at the wave of his tri- of his Triton can just do whatever the hell he wants. You want a rainbow? Sure, you get a rainbow. You want to be a human? Yeah, sure. Here, here you are. Now you're a human. <laughs> Usual legumes. It's, yeah. Um, that night, Ursula is worried that um, Ariel's actually going to do it. I think she says, I forget exactly what she says, but it's something on the lines of, this girl's got more game than I expected. Yeah. Um, so she turns herself into a human. Um, because that's how we that's how we solve problems in this world. Yep. Um, she turns herself into a young woman named Vanessa, um, and appears on shore singing with Ariel's voice, which Eric immediately recognizes, and immediately proposes to Ursula because of presumably magic. Maybe he's just a dumb idiot. <laughs> but but why not both? I'll go with both. Yeah. I also like the narrative, though, that Eric's just an idiot. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, That next morning, this kingdom is moving fucking fast because uh, (laughs) Eric's going to get married to her that day. (laughs) Yep. Um, Ariel obviously is heartbroken over the news. Um, But she is in luck because Scuttle has discovered... That Vanessa is actually Ursula, uh, who he struggles, but eventually tells Ariel this information. Um, She, with the help of Sebastian and Flounder, goes off to the wedding to to crash it. Um, Sebastian tells Triton... (laughs) It's a prequel to Wedding Crashers. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to just see them try to try to tie these two narratives together. Right. The Little Mermaid and Wedding Crashers. How do you make that work? That's true. Actually, I know exactly how they make that work. They watch Little Mermaid and that's how they get the idea. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't watched Wedding Crashers in a really long time. It's been a while, yeah. Shoot. That's another one I'll add to my free watch list. I gotta stop... that's like one of the problems for me with this show is it keeps bringing up like things I need to rewatch. <laughs> now we- Wedding Crashers is one of them. Wedding Crashers is on them. We have a uh, we have a list out there somewhere that's a list of things we want to talk about the sh- on the show but can't because they're not on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Wedding Crashers is definitely gonna- needs to be added to that list. Let's get let's write a letter to Mickey Mouse to put Wedding Crashers on. Yeah, who who published who made Wedding Crashers? Let's see. It was made. Okay, Google, you're you're not working with me as quickly as I want you to. <laughs> um, it was New Line Cinema. Okay. Which let's see, that would be Warner Brothers. So Disney, I need you to buy Warner Brothers. Yeah. Get on it. Come on. <laughs> I think that might be the one that actually gets Disney stopped because that would that's that's overusing a monopoly, but Yeah. <laughs> Go for it anyways. So that we can have everything on Disney Plus. That's the end goal here. Exactly. 
the true use of this uh this show is to promote the capitalist agenda of disney yep exactly it, it is not it is actually just to celebrate fun movies and to uh, also to call that shit out but anyways um <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah she gets to the boat um the entire time and this is another shout out to the dog who just doesn't trust vanessa um on the boat vanessa just gets assaulted by a bunch of sea animals Flying from the ocean. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the killing hit belongs to the dog, who bites her um, in the behind. Um, I don't know if he actually bites her in the ass or the leg or something, but it, it certainly looks one way, and I'm not going to say which one. It's when life comes back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> Literally. The dog is life. Um, at this point, Ariel gets her voice back, uh, because the Nautilus shell flies off of Ursula and is destroyed. Um, Ariel cannot speak again, um, says something to Eric, um, and as Eric rushes over to kiss her and transform her as everything can go good again, that's when sun sets and Ariel fails. Um, Ursula then... You know, goes back to being a uh, evil squid. <laughs> um, which I gotta imagine, like trying to pretend to be a human when you're not, it must be exhausting. Oh yeah, like it's exhausting just being a human and being. I was being gonna a say. Human. Um. Yeah, she takes Ariel, going under sea, saying like something along the lines of "You weren't the true end goal here. It's your dad." Um, who then immediately appears. Um, Ursula offers to free Ariel in exchange for Triton's trident. Say that five times fast. Right. Um, Triton agrees, takes her place, is transformed into a plant fucker, and uh, loses his rule over Atlantica in the process, which Ursula then takes, declaring herself the new ruler of the sea. Uh, This movie moves fast in these last, like, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, before she can use it, however, Eric shoots her with a harpoon. Um. Where did he get the harpoon? I imagine it was just on the ship. Like. Okay. Like, I feel like that's like, that's like one of the most realistic things is that ship has harpoon. (laughs) Yeah. Standard ship fare. Mm -hmm. Even though harpoons are like almost never used for anything good. Yeah. Um, she goes to kill Eric, but floats him and jets him. We're already up there. So she miss when Ariel, um, hits her, Ursula misses, kills, floats him and jets him. Like, brutally kills these two. It it looks painful for an animated movie. Yeah. Um, Ursula rightfully gets pissed. Um, so she uses the, uh, trident to, uh grow as if she was in Power Rangers TV show. <laughs> like, this is literally a make my monster grow situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric and Ariel reunite up on the surface of the water as Ursula emerges. Uh, and, you know, she big now. <laughs> she big. She creates a storm. 
uh, pulls a bunch of sunken ships at the bottom of the ocean to the surface to try to kill them. Really just making things easier for Eric, honestly. Yeah. And also, like, this. so this, this sequence is used in a few different video games as, like, tutorials. But, but bringing sunken ships from the bottom of the ocean to the surface is such a video game-ass thing. Oh, yeah. Um, just as she has Ariel in her clutches about to kill her, Eric takes one of those wrecked ships and, um, impales Ursula with it. Uh, killing her. Little stabby stab. Yeah. Like I said, it moves fast. Yeah. Um, Ursula, with Ursula dying, Triton and the other flower boys are now all, uh, reverted to their original states. Um... I think they're all mermaids. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, They're all mermaids. We're going to say yes, even if they aren't. Uh, They all come up. Um, Triton changes his mind about Ariel and Eric. Um, With this last conversation with Sebastian, we get the really fucking sweet line of, there's only one more problem out of fix, and it's going to be how much I miss her. It's just sweet. <laughs> um, Triton uses his fancy uh, wizard, sea wizard magic, um, and transforms Ariel into a human permanently. Ariel walks out of the water in a gorgeous fucking dress that comes out of nowhere. That's true. <laughs> um, smash cut. They get married. Uh, they depart on a ship. There's a rainbow now because of Triton. Uh, A bunch of mermaids are waving goodbye. Worth noting that Ariel's sisters are not in that crowd of mermaids. Um, I I, I actively checked this at the end. It's like, they're just not there. (laughs) Okay. Um, And they depart and live happily ever after the end. What a movie, honestly. Like, I'm poking fun at it here, obvious because that's what I do here. But that is a fun 83 minutes. I'm reading the parents' guide for it now, and there is a sex and nudity section. Huh. One I... point that they make: Ursula's breasts often bounce. They do, don't they? Right, but like, that's human anatomy. Yeah, that's just normal. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely... Now that I think about it, there is definitely a scene in this where Ariel is ju- definitely just naked. Yes. Um. Where is it? There is a scene where Ariel is given a bath. While no private parts are seen, it is clear she is fully nude. Yeah, to that, I would also really hope that she's not, like, fully clothed in the bath. Well, bathing suit. Oh, I guess that works, too, yeah. Anyways, bringing it back around, um, I think it's safe to say we like this movie a lot. Oh yeah. Um, this is one of those movies that's like re- has a really interesting story behind it, both in terms of just what they showed and how it works. Like, this movies was this is one of the first movies that was in the works after Snow White. Oh wow! It just kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed. Yeah, that's. That is a long time between, because Snow White was in, like, the 60s, right? 
in like the 30s is when like Snow White started. Oh, dang. Mm hmm. Um, because yeah, Snow White came out in 1937. Wow. That, that, that feels unreal. It does. Huh. Anyways, yeah, uh, Little Mermaid. Um, we're going to jump into final thoughts here in just a second, but I do want to bring in one of our usual segments for the show. Because uh, this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. This segment is called, Should This Movie Be in Kingdom Hearts? Um, it started as a bit to annoy my co-host. And now <laughs> I've just kind of fallen in love with it. Uh, the Little Mermaid is in Kingdom Hearts. Atlantica is widely known as one of the worst worlds in all of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and rightfully so. Okay, that's enough talk about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I never played any Kingdom Hearts, so... I'm disappointed now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm used to it. I I weirdly love this series. And when this comes out, we should be even closer to uh, the new rhythm game from them. Oh. Which means I'll get to play a rhythm game to some of the music in this movie. And I'm looking forward to that. Like Under the Sea. Like Under the Sea. There's a whole sequence in that game from Under the Sea. Amazing. Um, And it is a rhythm game. <laughs> I, you can't make this stuff up. It's it's something. Oh, yeah. Um, final thoughts on this movie. This is kind of one of the last things we do here. Is there anything I, we mentioned going through this that you still want to mention about this movie? Like, what makes it so special? Yada, yada, yada. Not that I can think of. Like, I think we... What a lot of people don't realize with Ursula being the aunt is, like, you can't always trust your family. Is kind of a... A theme that people miss and it's oh. definitely a powerful story <laughs> yeah i i absolutely love it and like i'm a huge fan of the book too and I'm, I'm glad that this doesn't have the sad ending that the book has yeah so am i um that that, that ending's very much a downer oh yeah like i mean i get it but it's also very very sad mm-hmm it's admittedly more, way more realistic. Again, sixteen and eighteen yeah. years old. But yeah, yeah. This, I love how happy this movie is. Even in like, even in its sad moments or its epic fight moment, it still yeah. has that hints of ha- those hints of happiness. Exactly. And like goofiness and everything. And it, yeah, it's it's one of those things the world needs right now. The world needs more happiness. Yeah. And I will fight. It's true. This. So that's that's really all we've got. We've kind of we've talked the movie kind of to death at this point. Much like Ursula is dead. <laughs> okay, kill me. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else, so I guess we might as well wrap up the show here. Um, before we do the normal wrap up stuff, I will tell y'all what next week's episode is. Next week's episode is High School Musical. That's gonna that's a fun one. <laughs> I love that movie, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. I, a lot of people very much enjoy it. Yeah, that was like that was the definition of my childhood. <laughs> High School Musical and Camp Rock. Okay, I 100% never saw Camp Rock. I saw bits and pieces of High School Musical. Never Camp Rock. Camp Rock was so much my shit. <laughs> Just because it was like High School Musical is clearly like a campy musical. Yeah. And Camp Rock, like, 
bumps that up to 11. Oh, it's it's even campier at Camp Rock? <laughs> it was good. Yes, yes it is. And I'm it is blasphemy that this is episode 47 of this show and I still have not done a Camp Rock episode. <laughs> but alas, that's the world I am currently in. Kelsey, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Oh, um, yeah. Where can people find you? They, people can find me uh, on the Twitters. I'm uh, at KelseyLynn1031. And you can also find me at everything or almost everything Kind NYC does. Uh, yeah. I'm going to... I, it's going to sound a little bit like I'm blowing smoke here. But yeah, Kind NYC rocks. The people on that Discord are always awesome. Oh, we try. Y'all are great people. Everyone go follow them and hang out with them. They're they're cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> now that's now that I've now I've been nice. I'll pr- promote my own crap. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at GroofyDpad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. Or this show on Twitter at D plus us. Those are the best places to reach out if you're interested in guesting on the show. If you're interested on when the show goes live, what we're doing next. The stuff that I keep saying I'm going to make for social media and then I never do. It's all there. <laughs> uh, except for the stuff that I don't actually do. <laughs> um, it's a great place to go. And um, we're trying to more and more make a culture of positivity on the, so- on the social medias. It's fucking hard, though. Yeah. Um, like the show. Subscribe to the show. If you're able to review us on iTunes, it does mean the world to us. Uh, it really does get this podcast in more in front of more people so please do that as well and yeah um that's all we've got i'm gonna wrap up the show like i always do thank you for listening uh every every listen every time someone sees that we're doing this show it really does mean a lot i pour my heart and soul into preparing and working on the show and figuring things out so i love it when y'all come hang out with us Uh, Kelsey, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everybody. Until next time, have a magical day.